We know you're tired of election day nonsense, so tune in so we talk about nothing but sports. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown, Canadian Biggie. And you know what, fellas? I, I think just to be honest, it's it's tough to do a show tonight, is it not? Like we're struggling here. Not enough uh content, material, sports going on. We were really gifted there for a while with everything MLB hockey, it, basketball, it, football. <laughs> it's it's just football now. And I know I, I can say that I got sucked into all the election nonsense, but you know what? We're going to make sure we don't talk about any of that crap. So at least you get a little bit of an escape from your normalcy of all the chaos and get to actually listen to us talk about sports. Is that fair? Can we do that? Absolutely. That's what we always do. We don't want to talk politics. We don't talk about any of that nonsense. And you know what? No matter what the outcome is, we're all going to wake up tomorrow and be just fine, aren't we? Might have a slight headache, but I'll be all right. <laughs> well, that's no different than any night when we do the podcast. But, you know, the the one thing I wish we uh, would have been recording earlier was we had kind of a, a lengthy debate over NBA, I guess, uh, influential uh, players that have appeared, right? That's what we were saying. Guys yeah, that have we had the biggest really impact. Going, you know, who are all-time starting five is type thing. We were thinking who has influenced the game the most, not only how it's played in the league, but how it's seen worldwide. How are kids playing it in elementary school, middle school? What is cool to them? So I was being real cute. You know, I thought I had at least a couple that I was on my own. And, you know, you were going in reverse order chronologically from today's game all the way back to win and i was a little disappointed we lined up so much yeah you were really disappointed when we both went from steph which was kind of the obvious one and i threw dirk out there that look on your face was like huh. uh so so for dirk real quick let's tell everybody why we have him in the top five of most influential impact driven players ever the first true stretch four changed the game as far as how it was played from the big man perspective and he really, really opened the game up for the European player. I mean, that, that's it, right? I mean, that, that, that's enough because he was so different. I know people want to cry out Larry Bird, but Dirk was like Larry Bird on steroids because the way the three-point line had changed. And honestly, maybe you don't get Steph Curry doing what he's doing without Dirk first, right? Yeah. I don't There's know. a combination of things there that work together. All right. And then we had Jordan, obviously. Yep. And then we had, uh, where, where did we go? Magic, yep. you know, Showtime, you know, making the game flashy. Flashy, the no-look pass, being cool between the legs, all that stuff became something kids on the playground, they wanted that behind the back. And then we split on the 60s. You had Jerry West and I had Bill Russell. Yeah, and neither one of those is wrong. Uh, they both had big impacts. I get it. One's yep. the logo and one's the biggest winner of all time. You make your, you make your bet there however you want. Yeah. Is it sad that... You know, the NBA should be starting right now. We should be in the first week of it. And we care so little about today's NBA. All we can do is talk about crap from yesteryear. Yeah, the last I saw, they were looking at a start date right around Christmas now. So they'll still have their big Christmas Day thing. But like you just said, what are we thinking about? Players from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Are you going to watch the NBA when it comes back on? If the Bulls are on TV, I'll watch. WGN. Oh, another touchdown. 
So we, we will get to our uh, Stone Cold Lead Pipe locks here in a minute, but uh, as we're watching the Packers and 49ers, this game has heavy implications for uh, yours truly, Chad, the mark here in fantasy football. Since Matt Stafford got COVID, I had to pick up Nick Mullins, and he's playing like dog crap so far. Devontae Adams is doing well, but now that's not Devontae Adams catching a touchdown. Who is that? MVS. MVS. Something Valdez Scantling. Is it Marquise Valdez? I don't know. I don't know. He's got too many names to remember. I can't put it all together. Well, he just got a 40 yard touchdown. And then, uh, Mr. Brown, you got Aaron Jones rocking tonight, right? Yeah. He actually suited up, had, hadn't played for two weeks because of his calf. And they said limited carries, but he's looked good so far. Yes. Well, I think he had more points on the first drive than he has had since then. So hopefully yeah. he'll, he'll get back. Now that they have the lead, yeah. do you anticipate a heavy Aaron Jones for uh, the second half? I don't know. They might go with that practice squad dude, uh, Dexter Williams, because why would they risk Jones now? What's the other guy's name? Irvin? Yeah. I haven't heard of him before. He's more of a pass catching back. But, you know, that's why they said Dexter Williams, because he's more of a runner. You're open. Uh, Jones gets a plunge into the end zone at some point. And at least one, right? They just need to give him a touchdown next drive, and then uh, they can let old dude take over. I do feel good about one thing. It's 21-3, and I may be saying this a little early, but I feel like the way we do our picks, we might have actually got off. We all pick start. Green Bay. We yeah. all pick the Packers. We have bucked the trend from the last couple weeks. And, and you know, honestly, we didn't have a great week last week when it came to picks, did we? No, it was pretty bad. I mean, I think Mr. Brown and I both were under five, or we were at 500. I think we're six and seven. We were six and seven, and he was eight and eight. Is that how it was? Or seven and seven? I don't know. We finished seven and seven. Either way, it didn't feel good. And, you know, I thought I was doing good because I had a couple outlier picks. You know, I had the Dolphins beating the Rams. I I looked really good there. And uh, that was about all I could really hang my hat on. Some of those games that go right down to the end and make it hard because you're watching and you have fantasy implications, and then you have your picks. And you're like, <laughs> kick a field goal, don't go for the touchdown. It's uh, interesting. I like that witching hour on NFL Red Zone where <laughs> there are certain weeks where there's three or four games that they can have the triple box the whole time. Yeah, it's fantastic. But but here's the, the thing. Is there any uh, – who, who are the two or three teams that you feel are far and above better than everybody else? Who are, who are the, the contenders and not the pretenders? Uh, Kansas City, clearly, to me, is – That's an easy answer. Yep. No explanation needed. Move no. on. And uh, if I had to go one other area, I am – I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the league – but even even though they're undefeated, what they do on defense with Big Ben being healthy, I would, I would say both of the top teams in the league for me are in the AFC with Seattle right behind them. What how, what was Pittsburgh's record last year? They almost made the playoffs, right? I think they finished at eight and eight, and at some point they were like seven and five, and they were. They but they fell. didn't have Big Ben last year. No. So uh, Big Ben, how old is he now? Thirty eight, I think. What, like, didn't he play against Chad Pennington in college? Yeah, University <laughs> yeah. of Miami, Ohio. I think he's about 280 right now. <laughs> he's every bit of it. You All up Pittsburgh top. did last year when they lost Big Ben, and they were at like one and four. That paid off last year, and it's been paid big dividends this year. Trade with Miami for Minka Fitzpatrick. You put him with the guys they've drafted on the defensive side of the ball, and they are doing great. Is Mike Tomlin a overrated or underrated coach? I think he's rated just about right. 
because some people will criticize him for not winning more with some of the talent he's had in the past. At the same time, you look at last year and they almost find a way to make the playoffs somehow. Like, I, I dude, when you look at them and you look at Mike Tomlin as a head coach, and not only do you have to coach no X's and O's, you got to be able to handle uh, attitudes and ego, especially in the NFL. Look at Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell post Pittsburgh, and that alone wait, tells you Tomlin is a great head wait, coach. So, what letter grade do you give Tomlin for handling those egos? Oh, that's an A plus. <laughs> really? Because it didn't end well. It doesn't matter. The time that they were there, the majority of the time, they showed up and balled out. Yeah, and the, the crazy part was, he, it's like he kind of kept it a secret for a number of years, and all of a sudden, then they just went batshit crazy. But so, he held it internal for a while. Is that a testament to him then, for Tomlin, for being able to keep it in-house I, the way I he did? I think so, because you knew it had to go on in the locker room, and it didn't get out. It is the first, like, little glimmer of, of craziness you see is when A.B.'s doing the Instagram or whatever, the Facebook After Live. the divisional game against Kansas City, and Tomlin's yeah. giving a post-game speech in the locker room, and he's over there like he's, just, he's broadcasting to the world. Yeah. Here's all our laundry, fellas. Smell it. It smells they good. They're ass banked by New England the next week. That's all you can do is talk about what New England did like seven years ago now, you right? brought it up. I'm just telling you what happened the next week. Oh, man. How about them Patriots? Ooh, boy. About Mr. to go on a run. Mr. Brown, are you taking any comfort or solace in the fact that New England is just absolutely terrible right now? Oh, I love it because what we're hearing from Biggie right now, where he's already talking about seven years ago, is like me talking to my <laughs> 1990s Dallas Cowboys fans. That's what he's got to look forward to. So so who got the, the, the dog in the house in the divorce? Was it Brady or Belichick? No, it's clearly Brady. Because he, he's doing okay down in oh, South yeah. Florida. Hey, isn't that what you do when you get divorced? You just move to Florida, get into a nice retirement community. You'll be That's fine. what old people do, although Tommy's showing that he's not that old. I guess not. Gronk's huh. wearing the rust off. So AB's living with him? Yep. How's that going to go? Uh, pretty good. You're already proclaiming that. What's, what's AB's uh, stat line this coming weekend? He'll have uh, four catches for like 41 yards, but he'll get a touchdown. Wow. Going to get back in the end zone already. Is he going to complain about targets? Uh, if he does, he'll be on the street the next day. Mm, you think he, I, I, I didn't ask what would happen if he does. I said, will he complain about targets? He may not complain to where it makes it to the media, but he will say shit to Brady. Okay. I, I liked how you just dodged the, the original question there with the result. Dude, I'm running for office. I'm good at this. Not easy. We're not talking <laughs> that stuff today. The world's on fire. We're here to give you a little safe haven, a little sanctuary. So that's what I was going to say. We said we were going to talk about politics, but that was a hell of a political answer if I've ever heard it of It was. <laughs> My God. Ducking and dodging. No new taxes, says Biggie. <laughs> Bait and switch. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It, it's just been one of those weeks where I'm a little exhausted, so I, I'm ready to roll right into our NFL picks if you guys are. I'm ready to, you know, go from worst to first. In one worst week to here. first. Oh, yeah. Could you do it in one week? You know the Maybe thing. Maybe not. I go undefeated this week. I've had like three so, decent weeks in a row, and I still can't catch Biggie. And it's not like he's been doing great. You? How far back are you? Like, he's what? only like six games back. I don't think it's, I thought it was four. Either way, it's I like, it's around five. It's around five. You've made up. Well, Mr. Brown, 
mm-hmm. wants to go worst to first in one week, you can pick last each week and gives you a chance to lone wolf. You don't like what we're doing. Easy. The lone wolf can be bad. We've seen that happen oh, in yeah. the past where Mr. Brown decides he just needs to be the lone wolf and then things don't go well. You know what? Just hit the music. Let's get started. Oh, we love that sound. We know when we hear the music, we know what time it is. And it is week nine. Is it week nine? Week nine, Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. And, Biggie, you're still in first place. How confident are you that you will hold that throughout the remainder of the year? I'm pretty damn confident because otherwise I'm going to end up skinny dipping and I'm not good at that. <laughs> that wasn't a bet I ever arranged. I thought you, we were doing this this bet You can do that on your own fruition. One of the Great Lakes. No, I must, I must have dreamt that up. All right, so you have a five-game lead on yours truly. Okay, you, you are sixty-eight, forty-eight, and three. That actually sounds pretty good. It is pretty good, but how it feels like it a, should be better. How far back am I from you? Well, I'm sixty-three and fifty-three and three. Okay, Mr. Brown, you're you're an even five hundred, baby. Oh, wow, fifty-eight, fifty-eight, and three. Because there's no losers, and we don't know sports when we do our picks. We're all at least over five hundred. Wow. Even if, uh, you know, we're at 500, I guess. So let's get down to it. We already talked about tonight's game. We're all across the board on Green Bay. Looks like that one's going to hold to fruition. But for those listening at home, Green Bay is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So they just got to win by a touchdown, right? Yeah. We feel good there. For the record, you wish your fantasy team was sniffing 500. Hey, it's sniffing 500, but it's smelling it from a long way away. (laughs) I need two more wins, and I don't think it's happening this week because I should have played Stafford and hoped he would have came back from COVID. Worst case, I could have plugged and played Tua. That was a mistake on my part. Terrible oversight. I feel like you gave up on this week before it started. I had no choice. Whoa, whoa, you had a choice. No, you kept sending me, yeah. I'll give you Daniel Jones for Devontae Adams. No, I was sending you, you 2020 NFL Rookie of the Year, Justin he, he Herbert. He got outplayed by his uh, counterpart this week because his counterpart realized that Stafford was out, so he went and picked up all the quarterbacks and left him with no options. It was manipulation. Touché. I wish I could be a pothead that sat at home all day watching The Wire. I'll say this. You know whose fault it was? It was mine. It was Carol. Effin Baskins. That bitch. That's the name of his team, just so you guys know. There you go. Sorry. I had to rub that in since you was dogging me on Have my you picks. seen his Joe Exotic uh, Halloween thing? Did he dress up like that? I haven't seen it. I was disappointed because he grew the mullet out just for that, right? Oh, yeah. And I haven't seen anything. I will say this. He may or may not listen to this. He probably doesn't. In the future... If you try to make moves to be a savage, you let someone else tell you you're a savage. You don't text people to tell no, you you're a savage. You can't call it out yourself. That's yeah. just that's just poor class. Anyway. One of those. You're good. You tell other people you're great. They tell you. Let's move on. Speaking of savages, we got Derrick Henry, and as Biggie likes to say, the Fighting Mike Vrabels. They're at home hosting maybe the worst. What are they? Five and three team in football. The Bears. Come on, man. The Titans are six and a half point. Home favorite. The Titans have been favorites two weeks in a row. Lost both week. Uh, I really feel like they bounced back this week. I don't think they maybe aren't as good as the 5-0 team that they were, but the Bears are bad. I really like Tennessee to bounce back and cover by a touchdown. 
I'm also taking Tennessee. I love my boy Derrick Henry, so I'm going Tennessee all the way. I wish I could be different, but I'm also taking Tennessee. But the thing is, I'm going to be severely upset if Nick Foles somehow finds a way to have a good game because I could have started him this week instead of Nick Mullins. It's terrible. Full second half to go, Chad. I'm holding up for the second half. But the next game, we got – I wonder how many people watch this game. The Houston Texans, who are just – terrible right now, but they did fire Bill O'Brien, so there's that. On the road to Jacksonville, the Texans on the road, six and a half point favorites. On the hell are Texans a touchdown favorite on the road? Jacksonville is really that bad. Jacksonville finds a way to keep every game close and then lose it at the end. I'm going to go with the uh, fighting J.J. Watts to cover. Oh, you're taking Houston. Oh, I'm also going to take Houston because uh, this is the first start, I believe, for the backup quarterback since Minshew's out. So uh, I'm going Houston. Yeah, you pretty much said what I was going to say. The fact that Minshew's not there, there ain't no way they're covering that spread. That's why it is what it is. All right, so far we have not deviated. That's three games in. Next game, this is a good one. Baltimore on the road to Indianapolis. Baltimore is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The Colts. Who I didn't think was that good. Looked pretty good last week. So tell me what you got. Anybody want to pick this game before me? You know where I'm going I'm going when first. it's the fighting Frank Reichs. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go Baltimore. I think they bounced back after Pittsburgh handed it to them last week. I also agree. And Baltimore really should have won that game against Pittsburgh, but they didn't find a way to do it. So, Biggie, you're our first lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That always brings a smile to my face when I get to watch Vicky make animal noises. And what the listening public doesn't get to see is the weird arm movements he makes trying to simulate he's riding a horse. Yeah, I thought even... that was an elephant trunk. I didn't know what that was. That worked about Alabama or what? <laughs> oh. I, this is, I, I made a joke about Houston and Jacksonville, but how about the Giants at Washington? Like, how do you even come up with a spread? This is game? this is for first place, isn't it? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants at the on the road against Washington. Somehow, Washington finds themselves a two and a half point favorite. Give me Danny Dimes, Joe Judge, and Jason Garrett. I'm taking the Giants to cover. Ooh, interesting. I have no reason to pick it. I'm just going to say I'm rooting for Ron Rivera, so I'm going uh, the Washington football team. Uh, I can't I can't make you do a, a lone wolf because we'll be insensitive because I'm also taking the Giants just because I just feel like – I don't know how Washington has done as well as they have, and they haven't done well. And I love Ron Rivera. I, I'm rooting for Ron Rivera, but – I, I just who's I, starting a quarterback this week for the it's Washington? Like Kyle team? Allen, I believe. Thank you. you. That's you why go. I can take the New York Giants. That's why I'm right there with you. So you want to? I don't know. I've been through the NFL with the team with, with no, no name. name. <laughs> it's good to be out of. <laughs> That's how out of the got. basement. <laughs> That's uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NFC East. Yeah. Should just, they should just move to the CFL. I mean, I don't I – don't, it could probably be the Giants. I'm just – like I said, I'm rooting it, for Rivera. It's almost a pick em anyway. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really is. It's less than three. A game that's not less than three would be the Carolina Panthers on the road to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
ten and a half point spread for the Chiefs. This is really one of the harder games of the week for me to pick because Kansas City has been flat out rolling. They've covered spreads. They had a nineteen and a half last week on the road against Jets. They covered it. I feel like this should be really easy for me to pick them to cover, but it isn't. But I'm still picking them to cover. Still, still taking them to cover. So they're going to win by eleven. Well, I'm going Chiefs. I'm also going Chiefs, and I think I think it's not going to be like a 20 point win or anything like that. It's probably going to be like 12, 15, 17. I think it's like a 31 20 game. They barely cover. I just feel like Carolina's played well. Teddy's a good quarterback. They find a way to stay in the game. You get CMC back this week. All right, here's here's another great matchup, man. We got phenomenal matchups here in Week Nine. The Denver Broncos, who pulled out a late win last week on the road against our favorite, our favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, believe it or not, four-point home favorites. So I'll be honest, I have absolutely no clue which way to lean in this game because both teams are complete dog crap. You don't know who's going to show up, when they're going to show up. Atlanta always builds a lead and blows it. Denver has played really well the last couple weeks. I think Denver's going to come off that high of that comeback last week a little flat. I'll take Atlanta at home. I'm going Atlanta as well. I don't know why I ever pick Atlanta, but I keep doing it, even though Ridley's not playing, <laughs> most likely. But I'm still going to pick Atlanta. I think this is more because you're just a Raiders fan and can't pick the Broncos. Up. Yeah. I wish I could deviate. also already had Atlanta written down. I just don't think they, they replicate off that win like Biggie said. There's no way they come back and, and, and do that. And Atlanta, you know, they, they find a way to win some games. Isn't Denver a team they would find a way to beat? If you look at Atlanta, a couple of plays are differently. They're 4-4 four and four, they're in a playoff on. Ah, uh, no, it's not. Chance. It's Atlanta. No, no. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. Speaking of teams in playoff hunts, though, we can go to Seattle on the road where nobody circles the wagons quite like. The Buffalo Bills. I have no idea what Boomer would have for nicknames on the guys in this game, but here's what I'm going to do. You want the spread first? Yeah. Seattle's a three-point road favorite. What what time is the game? Is it a 1 o'clock start? Uh, I don't know. On my list, it's right in the middle, so I can't tell. Dang it. I'm... You don't oh, get to know that. Looked. You have to make that decision based off not knowing what time it is. Dang it. I want this to be a one I'm leaning toward a 1 o'clock game. Okay, so I'm saying this is a 1 o'clock start, and this is why I'm going to pick the Bills at home. That's it, just because of time. No, I think that they're a pretty good team, but West Coast East, they came off of playing the Niners last week. That's always a higher emotional game for them. I'm getting a field goal at home for the Bills. I'll take it. All right. I'm going Seattle, and uh, my man Metcalf. Uh, I'm also going Seattle because at this point, now that Seattle has been woken up from whatever lull they were in from the Cardinals, they are going to dominate for at least the next four or five weeks. And Buffalo, I'm sorry, you just ain't got it. You're not there. You're a playoff team. You're going to win the AFC East. It's great. You're just not winning this week because Seattle's going to cover it. So, Biggie, Lone Wolf, give me, give me, give me a divine get the tables or something. <laughs> what was that? That was me going through a table. It sounded like you were taking a dump. That was terrible. Bill's Mafia. Bill's Dad. <laughs> Go Bills. I, I've fallen off uh, just being stuck picking the Bills because of Bill's Dad. So that, that's just me. Next up on the docket is Mr. Brown's Raiders. As they're at home 
Or no, they're on the road. I'm sorry. They're going to Los Angeles, the city they used to call home. That's why I was confused. They're playing the Chargers in L.A. where the Chargers are a favorite. A one-point favorite. The Herbert Magic has them as a favorite. At this point in the season, it is hard for me to look at the Chargers in any week. They've blown 16-point leads four times this year. They did manage to win the one game against Jacksonville. I love Herbert. I like the Chargers. I like Anthony Lynn. Give me the Raiders to cover. Taking the Raiders. I like it. I'm also going Raiders. Homer alert. Homer alert. Oh, it's not a homer alert. We're all going Raiders. And I I fear that this means that (laughs) the Chargers are going to cover now no matter what. We just jinxed. We team. tend to have that effect on it. Uh, it's pretty much a pick'em game, though. And you know, you think we would take the Chargers at home, but I'm just not feeling it. How about Miami? I picked Miami last week to beat the Rams. They did it. Can they do it twice? Beat a good NFC West team. 2020 yeah. NFL MVP Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals are covering it all. They're covering it four. Yeah, you got that all day long. All right. Oh, I'm taking the Cardinals as well. Yeah, I'm not deviating from the path here. I'd love to take the Dolphins again, but ah, I just can't do it. The Rams are not the Cardinals. Let's just say that. Here's a fun spread for you. How about 14 points? Do you like a 14-point spread? Oh, we love it. Is that a good spot for you? It's not the Jets. Oh, wow. Who else could it be, Mr. Brown? Who's just a terrible team? We're getting towards Thanksgiving. Who's one of the worst teams in the NFL right now? Not the Jets. The Jets are the worst. Oh, there might be somebody in contention. It could be the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I forgot. We're at a new quarterback again. At home against Pittsburgh, who's riding high off the win against the Ravens. So Dallas, 14-point home dogs. Massive wow. Thanksgiving spread. Uh, here's the thing. Pittsburgh is going to win this game. I think, for whatever the life of me is, they will not cover. Ooh, Biggie taking the Cowboys to cover. I'm going Pittsburgh on this one. I'm taking Pittsburgh, too, because I'm sorry. Dallas is a dumpster fire. They are tanking for Trevor because they know Dak Prescott's hurt. They're not going to franchise tag him again. He's good as gone. Let's go ahead and get Clemson's quarterback, baby. Trevor Lawrence. Give me a, a lone wolf, Biggie. I was expecting a cowboy, but that's acceptable. I don't know how to make animal noises. So a cowboy is not an animal. I, although they might as well be. All right. How about? Oh, we get to a divisional matchup here with Nolans versus Tampa Bay with the Bucks. This time, even though New Orleans already beat them, Tampa's a four-point favorite. You know, you look at this game, you look at the two teams, the Bucs are at home. They're both 5-2, and two, but I feel like they're as opposite of 5-2 and two as, like, say, the Bears and the, the Packers are. Like, the the Saints have won, but they haven't really won very convincing against teams that aren't that good, whereas the Tampa Bay Bucs are really starting to roll. This is the first game with Antonio Brown. Give me the Bucs for the cover. Stay in the Bucs. I'm going Bucs as well. I feel like they split. I feel like you guys just do this to me on purpose. The fact that the Saints already won once, I'm taking them for the clean sweep because of the beginning of the season. You have to take them for the clean sweep. You to. picked them to win the division. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when they kick Tom Brady's ass. I will rejoice and dance on his grave. 
because Tom Brady sucks some ass. There, there's my song. I mixed it up for you guys. <laughs> How you like that in the background of NFL music? <laughs> All right, let's just keep on Biggie's train here. We went from his love affair with Tampa Bay, and we're going to go right into New England, who finds themselves a favorite because they're playing the Jets, Mr. Brown, who you think is the worst team in football, and I don't think many people would argue with that. But New England's a seven-point favorite on the road going into the swamp of the Meadowlands. It is the swamp, Fiona, all that different stuff. Here's the thing. If they were playing anyone else as a seven-point favorite, I would really have a really tough time, even if it was me as an all-time over, picking them against the Jets. It's a really easy cover. I'll just have you wrote down to always take New England yeah, to cover right. no matter what. I'm going Pats as well. I am too. We don't need to talk about it anymore. We're not going to humor you. The Pats are irrelevant. Welcome to the 2020 NFL football season where the Patriots don't mean anything. I thought you were going to say welcome to my life as a Bengals fan. Nope. My Bengals actually have a future because we have a quarterback where your team doesn't. All right, your Monday night game. No, is this Monday night? No, that was a Monday night game. This, this is the game was we missed. A, wasn't originally. Yeah, it wasn't on, originally on yeah. the list because I think of COVID implications. They didn't know how to put the spread on it, but we're riding a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. Minnesota Vikings hosting the Lions. Skull! Like we had to guess, you always take them. Dalvin Cook's running wild again. I got to go Vikes. Hey, just for the fact that I don't know for sure if, uh, you know, Stafford's playing, I got to take Minnesota. If Stafford's playing, I could go either way. It's a close one. Four and a half is not a big spread, but... It's at home, so I'm going to go ahead and ride the bikes. Watch Stafford play. They'll cover, and he'll go throw four touchdowns. Uh, If that happens, I'm never playing fantasy football again. You can write it down. That has been your Week 9 NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. Well, you know what? Because of uh, the state of the climate of 2020, I don't feel like we got much else to talk about, but Biggie – have you been into college football all this season? I've tried to follow some. It's been a little tough with players missing COVID. Uh, the big games haven't turned out the way we thought they would so far. Georgia-Alabama has been about the only game that I – It's been terrible. Yeah, really got into. Now, this weekend, I was really looking forward to Notre Dame-Clemson and then no, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. He's still COVID ineligible, I guess. And of all seasons, and really of all sports during 2020, like uh, even though baseball is a shortened season, I felt like we got a grasp of like what was happening there. It felt fun. It was good. I enjoyed it. NFL so far has done okay. Uh, the NBA is what it is. They kind of lost their own viewers by doing what they did. But college football, like the fact that the Big Ten just started, the Pac-12, I think, uh, was it USC Oregon's games canceled? Yep. I mean, it, it's – I, I just can't even get into college football like I, I would normally. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm still watching WVU because that's my squad. You know, I'm going to root for them and all that kind of thing. But, man, it's just been a bad, bad season so far for college football. Yeah, when I look at it, of all the years to do a temporary expansion of the playoffs, this would be the year. Put eight or 16 teams in there because you're going to have some teams that have played eight or ten, and then you're going to have an Ohio State or a USC that could be five and all. And that's all they're not even considering that though, are they? Wisconsin doesn't even gonna Wisconsin might not play again this year. (laughs) I mean, it's just absolutely terrible. 
How does the NFL find a way to do it? And then college teams that have twice as many players on the roster can't find a way to get it done. And they don't want to play. It's over. It's terrible. College football in 2020 is the worst sporting event in the era of COVID. Yeah. Bar none. It's just absolutely terrible. I, I will say this. Nick Saban, COVID, no COVID. His guys are always ready to play. <laughs> Nick Saban, COVID or no COVID. He's ready to coach. Yep. That's the way it goes. I don't know. I got nothing else to go over. You got anything else at all? No, nah, I'm just looking forward to football this weekend. NFL, baby. We're going to wrap it up then. We've done our picks. We've done our stone gold locks. That's all we got. We hope you guys enjoyed what we gave you this week. We're sorry for the short show, but enjoy it for what it is. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend.